You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 17. This week's artist, Nine Inch Nails. Please, come closer. You won't be hurt, but only if you show some discipline. This line begins to blur on this pilgrimage, because even deeper, underneath it all, the background world is getting smaller. In this twilight, we're in this together beside you in time just like you imagined at last you found the perfect drug your hosts rob heitman and jacob newkirk <laughs> well welcome to the dirty dozen podcast what's the song count on that one? Oh, there, there's quite a bit i think i think i hit like maybe 15 or 14 uh, it wasn't as quite as ridiculous as last i was time. waiting for you to talk about pigs marching or something oh no no i i, I was trying <laughs> to keep obvious. it you know kind of good so welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, where we'll rank the Dirty Dozen or top 12 Nine Inch Nails songs while discussing their music and pounding back a few brews. I'm Rob. And I'm Jake. Hey, I'd like to thank everybody who's been active on our Facebook page. Although I can't send a shout out to everyone, I'd like to take a quick second to send a special shout out to Michael Smith, Charlotte Shepard, Alan Campbell, and Troy Smith for being active on our Facebook page. Thanks so much. Now, our next video, we just finished shooting, and it was a fail. I'll just tell you that much. <laughs> And it was me who failed, okay? <laughs> uh, Jake failed a little bit, but I failed a lot. It's really a disgusting shot. Check it out. Yeah. In a week. I don't even want to give it away. It's gold. It's really it disgusting, and we were doing more than a shot. We were doing a glass of it. So check it out next Friday to see me completely lose it. Uh, <laughs> and Jake lose it a little bit, me lose it a lot, and just see me have to clean my glasses. That's all I have to say. So, Jake, tell me how Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails, or they're pretty much the same thing anyway, yep. influenced the life of Jacob Newkirk. Yeah. Um, Nine Inch Nails was pretty much the soundtrack to like my angsty teenage years. I remember I had several Nine Inch Nails shirts. I think my first band shirt was a Nine Inch Nails one. Was into the whole industrial thing. I dyed my hair half black, half white. Oh, cool! Yeah, I was. Um, I was definitely that kid. Not goth, but kind of. Uh, do you have you pictures know. of that? I think I do. Okay, uh, everybody, we're going to share those on Facebook when Jake yeah. sends them to me. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, okay. I mean, I don't know how many I have. Maybe some people out there, uh, some high school buddies, might have them. I'll have to to look around and see some goth Jake pictures. It's it's, it's silly, but yeah, um, I thought it was cool. But yeah, so Nine Inch Nails. I mean, it was just. Yeah, I was always playing those albums, and they introduced me to a lot of the other industrial bands like um, Skinny Puppy and Big Face, who I was a big fan of. So I really dove into that world um, after Nine Inch Nails, which kind of opened up a lot of that music for me. But, I mean, Nine Inch Nails alone is just the biggest name in industrial rock, really. So it was it was kind of grouped in with the alternative 90s stuff, which was kind of uh, cool because he, he bridged that gap there and kind of brought uh, a light on some of that industrial music. Yeah, Trent's just a brilliant uh, mind, you know, creative use of electronics and um, standout musician in, in that sense. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, I found Ministry first. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. and The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste was one of my favorite albums. And then I started hearing Nine Inch Nails as well, and um, Broken, I remember getting, and Downward Spiral shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Just really getting into that and like losing myself in that, and then I got into Pretty Hate Machine and stuff, and then Fragile, and then I kind of lost my way with them. I yeah, think, after that. still listen to them occasionally, but I wasn't as active a listener. I guess it's always mm-hmm. like sometimes parts of life where we're going through some big stress. I was close to suicide at one point in my life, and mm-hmm. this kind of helped me kind of get through that okay. with a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that 
even though it's kind of angsty and it's kind of even listening to going through these two weeks or listening to every Nine Inch Nail song, you hear the pain, the angst, the, mm. the realness, and you can't help but go back to the time when you heard that yeah. and when that meant something so much to you and what it did. And so it was, it was a little bit heavier this week. Mm. But towards the end, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I was getting into all of the new stuff so, so much. And I'm going to be diving into that more and more and more and more. So, yeah. So, yeah, congrats on you. Love what you're doing. All right. Yeah, it was, um, it, like, thinking back at the time, it was, uh, it, it's kind of cathartic to listen to it, or at least it was at the time, because it's, like you're saying, it's some darkness in there, and you yeah. just kind of, just to listen to that stuff, and it kind of, I don't know. Now, going back, it reminds me of that time, and it's a little... Um, not uncomfortable, but it's just it's it definitely does something to you because it is pretty dark. But um, yeah, it's interesting also because many years later I found a band called Circle of Dust, which is um, I don't think he's a Christian anymore, but it was that first album with a Christian artist, and it was like it sounded like Nine Inch Nails, a um, little heavier, but the, the guy you could tell he just was trying to be Trent Reznor, but really cool. So I would recommend checking that out because it's probably the same stuff, a little more positive spin on it. Um, good what, stuff. what was the name of it? Circle of Dust. Circle Just go to Dust. that first album and you'll be like, wow, this is killer stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll check that out. Now, just on a complete sidebar, I wasn't even thinking of going here, but mm-hmm. it came up. <laughs> so I really think, and I think we should have a vote by everybody listening to what they think. And then if Jake should abide by the vote, I think <laughs> he should have black and white dreads. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you were smirking a minute ago? No, no, no. It's, it's okay. I know you're working and stuff. It's bad enough he gets away with dreads at work. It, it, if he came in with half black, half black yeah. dreads and some white. Did you I wear white makeup? Were you wearing like the... No makeup. I didn't do, oh, you didn't uh, do no that. eyeliner, okay. no fishnet, none of that stuff. Like okay. I said, I wasn't goth, but I was uh, somewhere No flower in the face or all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no corpse paint. No corpse no paint. No lipstick. None of that. <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of... Uh, Interesting things. Revengeful Spirit Imperial IPA from Stone is what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. And I tried to find something that was Nine Inch Nailsy. And <laughs> Revengeful Spirit sounds kind of up there. It tastes really good. I've been starting to drink it already. A couple of years ago, they came out with Vengeful Spirit IPA, which had some pineapple and some mandarin oranges in it and, you know, one or one hop or so. This time they upped it and put three or four hops in this thing. Mosaic Laurel and uh, Bavarian hops. And uh, some pineapple and some mandarin orange in it. It tastes really good. I like it better than I had Vengeful Spirit once upon a time. This is better because I'm more of the, the hoppy guy. Yeah, same here. So this is a little more hoppy and it's not as fruity. Mm-hmm. You taste the fruit in it, but you, it, the hops are over, you know, are saturating, I think. Yeah, I was going to say the sweetness of the pineapple is what I taste, but there's still a lot of that piney bitterness of the, the hops that I think helps to balance it out. Otherwise, it'd be a little too much probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. 8.1% alcohol by volume. And it takes the taste of what I had before out of my mouth, which is good. So it's even better. Now if I can get it off the rest of me, I'm good. So before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs that we will share under 15 seconds of each tune, unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we need to highlight. Then we may do a second clip. We have made Apple Music and Spotify playlist. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to each of our listens in, our, in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to Nine Inch Nails. Okay, Jake, mm-hmm. what's your song of note? Yeah. <clears throat> and the this, note is F sharp. This one I, um, 
kind of rotated a couple of them out and finally landed on picking the Get Down, Make Love, the Queen cover oh, off okay. of the Sin EP sure. um, that I have somewhere on CD somewhere. But I really, this one stuck out to me. Um, at the time, I didn't even know it was a, a Queen song, actually. But I just thought it was a fascinating approach to the song, a really good reinterpretation of it. Because if you go listen to the original, I mean, it's obviously there. But I think um, Trent just kind of takes it and builds upon it, adds the layers, and it just really is a standout track to me. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that you're doing it uh, not during the Yeah, the, I can't you realized it beforehand. Yeah. Can't do a cover song uh for my top 12, so it has to be just on the outside. Yeah, let's get down and make love. Sounds uh, good on these speakers. Does it? Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Hopefully it sounds good to everybody out there. And your 15 seconds of get down, make love. That's right. We're going to get down, make love. That's right. <laughs> no, it, it's like that song, if you listen to it, the beginning is like very sexual and they, they mm-hmm. do a couple of reprises into it. Uh, but once it, once the Nine Inch Nails part of that song starts, mm-hmm. I kind of liked it a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, they did. A, it's, at the end of it, they have like a, I think there is a, a brief... Yes. Snip, a snippet of "We Will Rock You" at the end. Yeah, of. there's like it's fast forwarding through a bunch of Queen songs. You can hear it kind of like that fast forward tape sound. You know who produced that song, right? Who? Al Jorgensen. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, no, I'm sorry. Well, Hypoluxa. <laughs> that was his covering. Yeah, they used a lot of uh, pseudo names on a lot of these things. I think they couldn't with the record labels. Mm-hmm. I think they, they couldn't work on somebody else's album, yeah. so they made up names. And Trent was even recording without being nine inch nails because he was afraid the label was going to take his stuff but you know because he was trying to get out of the well the whole thing with tvm tv team sorry mm-hmm. uh tv tunes which was supposed to be before uh they were just making tv and then they signed nine inch nails of all, mm. of all bands and they heard the original <coughs> demo tapes yeah. from pretty hate machine and it wasn't that hateful and it was just kind of more poppy <laughs> and they were pretty in shock when the final one came out when it was all uh yeah made heavy and angstful yeah and, he went through all that stuff. He went with his girlfriend, and she left. He was pining and getting back together with her, and he found out she got married and had a kid. That's why you see a lot of the stuff on Pretty Hate Machine getting pretty dark yeah. and about relationships, and it's all about her. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that in a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, so let's talk about the most important thing here, as we all can probably concur, is what is Rob's song of note? <laughs> That is the most important thing. Uh, for the five seconds to of right now, because that's the next thing we have to do, right? So it kind of works out. Uh, I had two I was going to go with, but I'm going to do uh, off of Hesitation Marks, Came Back Haunted, Good Groove. It's really strong. You can't help but move listening to this song. Dance feel, heavy synth. Yeah, they do like almost a guitar solo in it, but it's mostly octaves and stuff. This is the first single since Discipline in 2008. This is in 2013, Hesitation Marks came out. There's a, there's a music video and stuff. It's kind of interesting. But it's all about, you know, Trent Reznor thought about leaving the band and he wasn't sure what to do. And he took time off. And when he finally came back, he came back haunted. And that's kind of what this is about. So uh, let's listen to a little bit of Came Back Haunted. Okay, that was Came Back Haunted. That was my song of note. 
off of uh, Hesitation Marks. That's a good tune. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, it was the song was actually the video if you want to check it out was uh, directed by David Lynch. So yeah, uh, they're buddies, I think. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. he was on the new Twin Peaks. Actually, I think Nine Snails made an appearance. In yeah, that. they had a song on the new Twin Peaks, and he also did the Lost Highway. Yeah, once upon a yeah, time. that's right. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, jump down that rabbit hole, Jake. What is your number, number 12? twelve song? Um, this one. It's low, but it's still special. It's my number 12 off of Pretty Hate Machine. I, just bef- before you even go, yeah. I mean, I was down to 29 like uh, three days ago. Yeah. And I had to choose a way to go. Then I went away. And I'm hoping you went the other way or whatever, so we'll get a good spread yeah, of I, what we're doing. I just followed my heart. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> and I was like, I have to do something here. And yeah. It was tough. I mean, obviously, like we said, there's always some songs that are really tough to uh, take off, so... It just, this it just really means what me, makes it normal, is really yeah. the cream of the crop, or at yep. least it's special, you know. Okay, what do you got? It's called Ring Finger, kind of to your point about the, the I relationship kinda, what, stuff. I was going, I was, I heard this, I was like, I heard the drums on here, and <laughs> I'm like, Jake's picking this Well, song. it's funny because I listened to this album over and over when it was, you know, when I was that age. This album itself is kind of poppy sounding, right? But the, the chorus is a little poppy, but it's just... It was always a standout track to me, especially to close the album. It has a guitar solo in it, which is not you know common for him. And then the weird record scratches at the end, and there's even some weird like left and right panning. But I always just thought it was well assembled song, and um, the lyrical content was also just a little bit different. It just stood out to me on the album as as special. So yeah, I love the way that the beat was kind of disjointed around that guitar solo too. It's kind of mm-hmm. it was it was fun. I mean the the delay they had on the synth in the beginning. This originally was called Twist, right? Uh, hmm. Off of the original demo, and they actually there's a scream in it that was uh, sampled from the beginning of Jane's Addiction's "Had a Dad." Uh huh. So it's the same thing, you know. And they always do that. And, and he had Stephen Perkins uh, come to drums at some point. Oh, that's good. On downward spiral from Jane's, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's another song about Patty, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. who had this. Uh, Isn't there an Amy sometime too, or an, an, an Andrew? For a Pretty Hate Machine was all about, <laughs> about Patty. Her. That was the one who he was going to go, and she got poor Patty, you know, with the. Uh, the pregnancy yeah, the, and got yeah. married mm-hmm. ring finger that's exactly, totally about right, that right, yeah. right. it's like I, it should have been me what happened you yeah. know all that stuff because he was pining i guess but if she wouldn't have left him and if she wouldn't have done that we wouldn't have had this uh, you wouldn't have had the angst and the anger and mm-hmm. nine inch nails really it would have been like depeche mode i guess <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway let's hear a little bit of ring finger jake's number 12 Depeche Mode. Yeah. <laughs> does sound like a lot of the early DM. Hold on a minute. Here we go. Okay. That was Ring Finger. And the thing I love about uh, about Nine Inch Nails. When you start listening to their songs, the first verse, you're going to come, you're like, yeah, that's kind of kind of uh, dancey or mm-hmm. something. And then the second verse comes, and they'll add more instruments, and they'll add a heavy guitar, more yeah. likely than right, not, or a heavy a synth. Or, yeah. yeah, it'll just be like, ah, and all of a sudden he's going from like, and I like to, and he's like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Know, he's getting yeah. all angry. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's marrying like a lot of pretty stuff with some dark, sad but, stuff and it kind of meets somewhere in the middle well i think it's all sad generally but then yeah. when you when you 
he's all sad and kind of melancholy, and then he's sad and angry the he second time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so I am going to go. I think I will go this time, and I will go to my number twelve. This is off of With Teeth. Uh, I really like the song. It's once again, it's a video that kind of got in my head, and I couldn't get it out. And it's uh, it's called Only. Mm, yeah. Oh, drum intro was cool. The uh, the intro groove on synth, and the bass kind of enters with a cool hook. It's sort of almost a vocal line slash rap. Uh, there's really good dynamic swells in the song. A chorus is really really good, and the video is kind of about. It's just like a computer desk and all these things happening, and they have that the pin. The pin. I remember that video. Yeah, yeah. and he's actually singing through the. Yeah, you see his face through those. You know, that's like the the wall of pins. You put your hand in it and makes like a hand. Yeah, it was a fun toy. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I know Dave Grohl did a lot of drums on this album. I don't know if he did on that song. He didn't on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one was more from from the more recent Nine Inch Nails albums this one was the last one i kind of um enjoyed at least parts of it and it was kind of more rock oriented again which i think was why it stood out to me again because <clears throat> just seem more um instrumental and less uh dancey <laughs> which is where i feel like he's kind of in his headspace these days but yeah it's funny you hear what the song's about and like i hear like uh and once he's all this battle against whether God's real or not that he has mm-hmm. in his heart, and I see that. But they, he would say that this song was based on the movie Fight Club. Hmm. So anyway, what does he know? Yeah, he, he only wrote the song. <laughs> I, so I imagine it's somewhere in the middle somewhere. But uh, here's a little bit of only off of with teeth. Anyway, that's only my number twelve. Yeah, I like that song. I remember it. It's kind of like a sing songy talking to you kind of thing. It just, it, it but it works. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really with the it groove. And you just, you mm-hmm. kind of, I, I feel like I just can't stop moving listening to that. Uh, so it's all good. So I'm gonna go with my number eleven, and that's off of the slip. It's called Discipline. Oh yeah. The really cool thing. There's a couple things, right? Number one, it's straight ahead beat. It's, hook's great. Once again feel like dancing uh type of song <laughs> but it, the name of the song discipline and he has a full start on the vocals and i'm going to play the full start of the vocals that's going to be my extra part for this and then we're going to play the song but he starts singing it and he stops and then he sings where he's supposed to and he left it in so there must be some reasoning behind mm-hmm. that uh because he's very particular about what he puts into a yeah, song yeah. i didn't know this yeah so it's kind of interesting so i'll show you that the verse pulls pulls it along with the groove and the repeating lyrics at the end of the phrase Chorus is catchy, although not quite as grooving as the verse. Mixing choices, the soundscape are just ever-changing, and the video is kind of weird. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like cartoon, sure they all it's cartoon <laughs> village people, like like kind of like uh, King of the Hill style. Oh, really? With the cartoons, but they're all dressed like the village people, and <laughs> start going. Oh, down. I need to see this. And then like the cops come, and the government tries to shoot them down at the end. Uh, they start stripping a little bit, but not nothing too vulgar. Just take their shirts off. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty out there. Um, but let me hear, I'm going to play that, the quick, uh, full start on vocals and then we'll go to the song. Okay. This is my number 11 discipline. 
So you heard huh. that he kind of like went, is that tough enough? And then he's like, yeah. is <clears> that tough? I left it. Is that tough? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like something you would think like an amateur would do. Yeah. And but, it's, but it's he like went, he can't retake it. It's, yeah, but it's maybe he was trying to make a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. So let's hear a little bit more discipline, okay? I heard this song the other day, actually, um, the David Bowie collaboration with him when they were touring. Oh, for that's a while. awesome. Yeah, you got to really check good. that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The David Bowie and they do a couple things. It's kind of fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But you got to watch like the live versions. They're really. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll, I'll make sure I put that in on the show notes yeah. at 30dozenpodcast.com. Cool. We'll have the full show notes. And it's a lot of fun stuff. Jake, and it's funny. The name of the song is Discipline. And you have to have discipline, and he does the false start in that song. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he did it. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like nephew to out. discipline. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Jake, what's your oh. number eleven? <clears throat> My eleven. Um, kind of moved up and down on the list here, but it landed at eleven. It's off a downward spiral, and it is Piggy. Oh, good. Um, it's it's a different song from the rest. Obviously, smooth groove, really like quiet and simplistic. It it just is a, a fun song that kind of makes you skip sometimes, but other times you just gotta listen to it once it starts going. And I really love the the frantic drums that kind of happen towards the end. That it's Trent actually playing drums. I think it's his only recorded drum attempt on recording. You know, studio drum takes. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of a, a throwback piggy, just generally as to where they were recording this at. Oh yeah, the pig. Yeah, the pig, which is a one hundred and uh, well, ten thousand fifty Cielo Drive, which is famous because it was where the Manson murders took yeah. place. Tate's own blood was like written on the uh, the door, the door and it was pig. a pig, and a lot of people died there. And there was blood all over, and that's where he ran it. And he said he didn't know beforehand, but you know, you figure, no, like, yeah, he knew. He, I yeah. think he didn't uh, when he when he first rented it, and then he said he tried to get out of it, but then he was like, yeah, ah, I got no. it. It's fine. It's in Hollywood." Because I think Sharon Tate's and, and sister um, approached him and actually asked him, "Like, are you trying to make money off of you know my my sister, all this stuff?" And it kind of struck him, I think. And later yeah. on, he said he cried that night about it all. I know the Pig Studios was that's an obvious reference to it, but I think Piggy, um, and it's again these different rumors you hear, but I think it was about, about Richard player, Patrick, yeah, yeah who mm-hmm. the Filter guy, who you know is the band Filter now, yep, yep. who you see in all the videos, the first couple albums. I think he had the nickname Piggy, and if you, I guess if you listen to the song through that lens, you can kind of hear that maybe he's talking to him in that sense. But it's it's so vague and open that it's kind of nice that you can interpret it different ways. Right? No, I think I think he may have gotten the name from. You know, some marriage of the two, I think. Because mm. uh, I don't know. At first, I th- always thought this was a derogatory term. You know what I'm yeah. saying? For law enforcement. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? Pigs, yeah. 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 And no, it wasn't. It's a, That's what it's about. It's about mm. the guitar player, really. But even March of the Pigs is written before Downward Spiral came out. And so it, it's just interesting. There's a pig theme that is going on with Trent. Because, yeah, it's it's uh, that had nothing to do with it. But yet he goes to the Tate house and has a... Yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly. crazy. It's just uh, if you ever want to read something that's pretty dark, and uh, you ever want to learn more, Helter Skelter is just a, a crazy book. And uh, I read it a long time ago. Yeah, it made it even weirder that that's the house he bought. Kind mm. of, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, Piggy's a great song, and uh, I loved it. Uh, it just missed my list, but it was one of those songs that was on my 
29 that I was trying to figure out how the heck to get down to. <laughs> so uh, here's Piggy. What's also interesting about that song is, um, well, you know, Downward Spiral is kind of a concept album, but you hear that same melody at the end of this song as you do in, in Closer, and I think Heresy and Downward Spiral, where it's like this recurring piano piano lick that he does. <clears throat> he does that on a lot of the albums. Yeah. So he'll, he'll, he'll end up bringing it's it smart. in. It's like nuances on some of the totally, melodies. Yeah, and... even lyrics, like you'll notice he'll borrow a line from another song from albums ago and brings it in. And also, I mean, on the whole the Tate house and everything. Um, if you, I think it was the, the video for gave up. You can see there's actually footage. They filmed it in there and you can see that the music video over there. I don't know if that's on your list. I don't want to jump the gun, but no, that's, that's cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, like uh, Marilyn Manson's in there and you can see the, they're all just, it's kind of interesting that Marilyn Manson recorded Antichrist superstar there. Oh, think, he did too. Uh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, oh. he did. And it's kind of weird that Marilyn Manson, with the name Manson, recorded in that oh, house. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. They even yeah, connect that. So, yeah. Also, in that video, he has a guitar in his hand, and he can't even play guitar. So I think they just gave him a prop to pretend like he's playing. But, of but course. Yeah, get footage. You can go watch that uh, video and see what it looks like. Yeah, I'm being good here. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's so many places I can go with that. Anyway, uh, number number 10, Jake. What do you got? Oh, my 10. <clears throat> I wasn't ready. Um, this is off of a very special album to me, Broken. Broken? Um, I have not heard of this album. No, well, let me Porte- lay it on <laughs> <laughs> Which is so crazy because this album is such a departure from Pretty Hay Machine before where it was like very pop dancey and this one's just aggression and uh Well, it was it, was, it was like that pushback against TVT. It's like totally, yeah. Yeah, you, you hated that album with you here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that was kind of his approach too and it definitely comes up. But... The song I picked for number ten is called "Last." Um, this is Good. one. There's a lot of guitar in this song, which is also different for Nine Inch Nails. You don't hear much of that. There are just cool, cool, heavy riffs right off the bat and just throughout the whole song that always just stuck out to me. So yeah, I think this last. is going to work out good today. I really do. Good. So, uh, yeah, the the heavy guitar in the beginning. Uh, yeah, the chorus is just amazing, and uh, I had a mild issue with the juvenile antics of some of the lyrics in the pre-chorus, but. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, he was younger then anyway, so I guess it's all right. Yeah, so it's great that the guitar is, is up front. And, uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's listen to Jake's number 10. 10. Wow. Wow. Well, well you're a guitar it's, player, It's not wow. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's good. It's good that he went that way. Good. So, let's listen to some guitar. Okay, that was Jake's number 10, last off of Broken. Very good. I like that song. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a really good call. And it's good to have some guitar going on in a Nine Inch Nails land. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to my number 10. Doop, doop, doop. This is off of The Fragile. 
It's called We're In This Together. Steady industrial beat. The riff is kind of cool. Verse is impactful, really good. I, I just love the chorus. It's good and it has that heavy industrial drive. You know, where it's like, until the very end of me. It's just great. Beat picks up and it really starts grooving. As I was saying before, they have this habit of doing it in the second verse. And this really picked up steam. It came out in 99, Fragile. But in uh, 2011, We're In This Together uh, played when it was the promotional trailer for The Avengers. Mm-hmm. And that was the song in there. <laughs> so needless to say, millions and peop- millions and millions yeah. and millions of billions of people Exposure. love The Avengers. Yeah. Uh, as we know, it's one of the biggest movies of all time, the last couple ones, right? Obviously, that kind of gave a kick to the song once again. Uh, yeah. 20 years later almost well no, no, no 12 years later it, this song also i think it showed a little more like positive hopeful side of the band that you don't often often see yeah the lyrics were yeah, the lyrics were inspired by david bowie's heroes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on this one yeah you know you're the queen and i'm the king and all that stuff so uh yeah i think there was like a good hip-hop beat with the wall of guitar in this song mm-hmm. i remember it was so uh, i'm gonna do uh Ah, should I do the chorus or the verse? What do you think? Yes. Yes, I know. Well, actually, mm-hmm. we'll play both for us. And you'll just have to suffer with one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to do the second verse, okay? Okay, that was my number 10, We're In This Together. Yeah, it's a strong chorus. Oh, for Fragile. I, yeah, that, that song is just kind of, it, it, it grabs me. And uh, I really enjoy that song. So it's all for the Fragile. Uh, really good album. I think that album, it's kind of interesting. When I went and I, as part of this exercise, we generally listen to every song written by the band. The only thing I kind of was not 100% up on that was I probably ghost. didn't listen to every ghost song. Yeah. Uh, ghost song. <laughs> I listen to most of them. They're all instrumental, mm-hmm. and they're great. I mean, how do you and tell when one song ends and the next? It rolls. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple that I I read about that this one's good and this one's good and this one's good. So I make sure I listen to all of those, mm. and I listen to a lot of them. Otherwise, but I didn't listen to all of them all the way through. It, it, it's amazing though. He can all that stuff can just go on like a movie soundtrack tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's just amazing mm-hmm. uh, quality and. If you're looking for stuff like that, that's it's killer. Other than that, uh, I started listening to the, Fra- the Fragile. The Fragile, I looked at that. It's a double album. I looked at that. I said, if I could pick out the songs that I can just throw away from here and take half of them away mm-hmm. and put the other half in, I think that would be the best Nine Inch Nails album ever. But the fact that they have so much else in there, that yeah. I'm like, they, if they, it's just like one of those editing things. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Or maybe even last week. There's a lot of bands, I think, that they're guilty of that. It's like, yeah, Metallica, fat, I think, yeah. yeah. And even GNR, I think, with that appetite thing, I don't know. I guess that's debatable. But yeah, I think it's a lot of times when a producer is helpful to come in and be like, maybe uh, this isn't necessarily something that needs to be on an album. Sure, sure. <laughs> okay, so let's jump ahead to my number nine. This is going off of uh, an album that we all know, uh, the first album ever by, well, not the first album ever it wasn't the uh, it was the first <laughs> official release from tvt uh pretty hate machine it's called sanctified mm-hmm. electronic drums kind of start this off with some synth pad bass kicks in and like elevates this to, like it, it grabbed my mind really the song the groove just kind of pulls me in 
there's sexual overtones in the pre-chorus or whatever. The lyrics and the vocal line just make that verse just so killer. And the chorus, they have like the machine noise and the guitars that they're yeah. always known for. Yeah. Uh, Trent said this was about cocaine. Maybe. Sounds good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is uh, my number nine. Do you have any qu- anything about it? I was going to say, I, I always love the bass line in this where it's, it's like plucked bass line. A little bit of funk to it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, the, the, it's just a crazy song. Tell me that bass isn't awesome. I know, that's what stands out to me every time. I feel bad for you guys because we listen to the, a lot of the song. <laughs> anyway, okay, that was my number nine. Yeah, I'm glad you picked that one. Yeah, thank you. That's great. I, yeah, I think we're gonna marry pretty well on this, and I kind of think I went the right way. The more we're going through this, I think it's like <laughs> I think lining I went up. The right way. No, 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 no. I mean, I think it's gonna work out. Then I'm gonna get all of my, I'm gonna get yeah. 24 of my songs in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we'll represent the full spectrum. Yeah, the full maybe. spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll that work might, out. Good. Yeah, there might be. Uh, and you'll happen. be wrong, but I'll be right. But that'll be okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, let's go. With, uh, Jake, what's your number nine? Number nine. Well, okay, so this song moved around my list a lot. I feel like it had to be on here somewhere, and this is where we might have some contention on where it should be. Sure. Uh, but I'm going to say my number nine is off a downward spiral, and it is Hurt. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's an important song. It's got to be on here, but it's never been so stand out to me that it was like special and like that I I wanted to hear it a lot, you know? Pretty song, so dark. I mean, it's typical of of what he does. I like that his voice, you could tell, is super emotional in it. I mean, that comes sure, off of sure. Um and this the great climax at the end with that jarring guitar, that haunting kind of droney sound. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good song. It's just it just to me should be kind of lower on this area. Really? Okay. Um, have you seen Kermit sing it? <laughs> yeah, thanks to you, I uh, I've seen some of that. The so, pitch, uh, which is a good cover of yeah, it. Uh, just so you're saying, visual. And, and I this may be on my list. I don't know, but uh, Kermit, there's this thing called Sad Kermit. He sings "Hurt," and it's really dark. <laughs> it really goes places that puppets should not go. But you know, there's heroin, there's sex, there's a whole bunch of stuff in it. If you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. I will put it on our links so you can check it out. Uh, it's really worth a listen. It is. And, no, and it's worth a view. I'm worth a view. It. And really, when I looked at it, it was more of a, oh, gosh, I cannot unsee that now. And now whenever <laughs> I hear it, I'm not hearing Johnny Cash anymore, um, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, Kermit owns this version. <laughs> Kermit just took my mind off and said Kermit took my mind off on this but yeah this is a, a well great. and that's funny too because I think didn't Trent say after he heard the Johnny Cash version he was saying that the song isn't his anymore after he was saying like yeah Johnny Cash kind of owned it but maybe I don't know I'd like to see what he thinks of the Kermit uh, version yeah no well, well, well Trent I don't know about the Kermit version which would be pretty interesting to talk to Trent about anybody any of you know Trent Ask him what he thinks about the sad Kermit version of his song. I, I know that he was angry when Johnny Cash covered it, but I'm sure after seeing the sad Kermit, no, one, he wasn't angry after. Oh he, no, no, he wasn't. He was. He was initially angry yeah. uh, because he's like, "Hold on, this is song. I'm losing it. This is my baby. Yeah, I, this is my. It was like his favorite song. But all he loves time. Rick Rubin. 
who uh, introduced it to Johnny Cash. Well, I know, but regardless, he like he was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's do it. And he thought, oh, you know, you may put on the album somewhere. And then when he released it as a single, he was like really mm-hmm. distraught. And then he listened to it and he saw the video and he was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's his now. And that, yeah, he was like, oh. But also, I, I like the, again, to David Bowie, I like the version that they did together. You can also see live uh, of this. Yes, a lot of the Bowie stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and Nine Inch Nails are just fantastic. So let's hear Hurt uh, a little bit. Uh, we all know how it goes, but let's hear it. I think I should just play it and have play Jake that. sing it. <laughs> just play that last end. Okay, that was Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> And that was number nine, Hurt for Jake. Uh, way the freak down that list. That's okay. Uh, that's good. What do you got number for number eight? My number eight. Um, Speak towards the mic so we can hear also you. Also off of Downward Spiral. Okay. Uh, I feel like this was an unsung classic on the album, Ruiner. Um, it has the dancey drum loop kind of feel to it, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but there's such good parts there. It's well composed. Uh, and I really like... You're not the biggest fan of it, but it's number eight. Well, of the dancey <laughs> drum loop part. But because it gets dark and heavy, and oh, especially okay, after okay. Like the three-minute part, there's that classic rock so, breakdown so, that it does. So, so, if it wasn't, so if it wasn't eight, it would suck. I mean, if, if, if it didn't have that the breakdown part, it would suck. You didn't no, like the, just, the beginning part. It's just the end part. It's a good tune. There's so many parts on Ruiner <laughs> that are so good. That no, it, no. That I it's, it, um, it should actually be higher, but it, it landed number eight and... Uh, Okay, let's. For me, this song was <laughs> when I hear this song. Every time I hear this song for the first time, I think of "Insane in the Membrane." Insane in the membrane. Yeah. <laughs> Insane, got no brain. Now listen to now. Remember that. Remember that for a second. Yeah, I'm gonna play just the that. intro for this, and uh, let's let's listen to the intro. Let's let's listen and see if you hear that. Maybe it's just me. Insane in the membrane! Insane, got no brain! <laughs> but then it gets good. I got you. <laughs> Actually, a really good tune. That's Jake's number eight. Yep. My number eight was off Pretty Hate Machine. Great beat, hooky keys, down in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, this is a really interesting story. When recording the music video for, for this song, didn't have a lot of money when they filmed it. And you know those big shots and the big cranes and all this crazy stuff that you have on the pro, pro shoot. They didn't have any money, so they had to go another way. They had balloons and they tied it up to a super eight camera and at the end of down in it trent appears to commit suicide right and he jumps he climbs up this like industrial building and then he jumps off 
and the other band members are walking around over him at the end, and he has all this gook on his face, and he looks like he's dead. So anyway, they were using balloons to make this high shot for the end, the Super 8 camera, lifting it up, and the rope broke. And this moves from Chicago over the Great Lakes into Indiana, into this field. <laughs> and Joe Farmer, that's not actually his name, but <laughs> it's Joe Farmer, whoever the guy's name was. Um, <laughs> he, he picks this thing up and he looks at it and it's like, this looks like a snuff film. I think that's his, that, I, I think I did his voice pretty accurately though. That's this is like, no, let me call the FBI. And the FBI worked on this for one year, <laughs> one whole freaking year. They tried to figure out that this was a music video and not a snuff film, right? And the best thing about this, believe it or not, right, the, this made it on hard copy. And I have the link that I'm going to put for all of this on, yeah, I need to see that. on DirtyDozenPodcast.com. Actually, I, I wish you could just stop right now and listen to it. And in fact, if go to Dirty Dozen, hit pause, go to DirtyDozenPodcast.com. Look for the link for down in it on the reporter on hard copy right now. And it's freaking awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's the, they spent a year trying to figure out that Trent Reznor's not dead. Right. And they interviewed Reznor. He's like, Oh, it's so funny. I can't believe these guys just freaking did this. This is so ridiculous. Like they took this and they just ran with it without looking at it. And the guy from, from hard copy was like, Oh, yeah, well, look at this guy here with a nose ring, and he doesn't care what the cops do, and he's the cops put all his effort into solving this murder, and he doesn't care about murders. This guy doesn't care about murders. He just cares about his music. <laughs> and look at him with his nose ring. And uh, let's listen to a clip of Nine Inch Nails. Listen to that music. Well, I'm with you. That's not music either. That's Nine Inch Noise. That's what I say. <laughs> And it's so funny. He goes off for like forever. Anyway, this this song is like really their first single, I think. Uh, the chorus is really catchy. The groove pulls you along. Watch that video from from Hard Copy. It's freaking hilarious. Like, you know, it, there was controversy at all with this. is is crazy. Uh, the video is actually quite good. You know, it's super eight. It's so grainy anyway. You don't really know what's happening. Uh, there's some really good synth hits in here. It's almost rap-like, the, the chorus, I mean, the verse, I mean. And it's just groovy, and it pulls... Uh, grooving. It's not groovy. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's groovy, dude. But the groove is in there, and it pulls you along. Okay? That's kind of what I was going with. Chorus is catchy. Guitars just make the perfect impact with this. So let's hear my number eight. Down in it. Okay, that was my number eight, down in it. Uh, I guess I'm up on number seven. So uh, let's go. My number seven is off of With Teeth. Uh, it's uh, The Hand That Feeds. Uh, it begins with uh, like a muted version of the song. It almost seems like it's under a filter. Mm. And then the vocal was like really aggressive, and the bass group just like pulls you in. And it seems like they're actually pl- blending live and electronic drums. The pre-chorus, the guitars come in, and and 
the drums change in the bridge and the synth displays this really cool lick. Uh, this song, actually, they tried to do... Uh, <laughs> when, when Nine Inch Nails were scheduled to do the 2005 MTV Music Awards, uh, <laughs> they weren't allowed to play this because they wanted to use a, a picture of President Bush. Oh, yeah. And they were pretty impressed that MTV found uh, the president as, as offensive, offensive as they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, a killer tune. Uh, let's listen to The Hand That Feeds. My number seven, any thoughts, Jake? Uh, no, it's a, it's a groovy song, kind of poppy, but, but yeah, it's a good tune. Okay, let's listen. Okay, that's my number seven, uh, The Hand That Feeds, which is the actual number seven. So, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I just love that tune. So, Jake, what do you have for uh, number seven for uh, you? My number seven is off of Broken, which is a special album to me. It's actually track number 99 on the album. It's the very last Dude, song. Dude, you're really going doing that? And it's called Suck. Uh, it's written by not just Trent, but also it was collaborative with Pigface. It's a pig face but, tune. Uh, but he was a member of Pig Face. And uh, so it was uh Pig Face, as everyone knows, is a super group already with I don't think everybody knows that. Well maybe not everyone. All I know is it's not a nine inch But they song. know <laughs> that Trent was a major contributor <laughs> to the tune. Um and as much as it was unfinished off of the Gub album, he finished it on his own and made it better, I think. And so that is his version. It's the last track on that album. Um, very rich with the synth sounds, really good drum loops and beats, and the chorus really is what sells it when he just screams, "How does it feel at you?" No, it's still a good tune. It's a good tune. It's just it's he not, wrote it. It's not a. It's, he it's wrote his. it. He wrote it with seventeen other people who were part of another band. I got you. All right, let's listen to suck. <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. Wow. Wow. I, I, I knew Jake would suck on some picks, but I didn't think it would be all the way down to number seven. Suck should be seven. <laughs> it's written right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a good tune, though. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, number six. Uh, number six on the countdown. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, my number six is actually the same album with the first song. Uh, and like we kind of mentioned, this is a departure from the first album that we heard from Nine Inch Nails, very okay. pop dancey stuff, but this was super aggressive right out of the gate. Um, song takes off with that driving drum beat, that heaviness, real abrasive guitar sounds, um, really big chorus, just what song ang- is this? angry song. Um, and it's a Mad Max video and it's called wish. Oh, freaking hey man. Really? Yeah. Okay. Off of broken, <laughs> huh? That's right. Yeah, it's, it's a freaking good song though. I this is one like this isn't this isn't like your last one. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Wish is just for me. Uh, you can't get that much better than Wish here. Uh, driving beat, uh, 
this won the Grammy for uh, best metal performance. Yeah, in, that's right. In 2013, the best thing was the, the, that his his epitaph. Reznor said, "This is what my epitaph should be." Reznor yeah. died, said fist Deep. f, <laughs> and won a Grammy. Grammy. <laughs> and nobody has ever done that since. Yeah, it's probably the only time. <laughs> that that lyric has not been in any other song that's won a Grammy. I think I can't imagine that it has been. <laughs> So anyway, let's hear Jake's uh, Jake's song on his. Uh, it was number six. Wish. So let's listen. Okay, that's number twenty-six for. Uh, <laughs> 26. 26 for Jake. Oh no, wait, that's not Somewhere number 26. <laughs> oh, Give or take 20. That's number six for Jake. Uh, it's wish. I wish Jake had wish right on his list. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's great. It, it's fantastic. And, and I think once you start getting where we're at now, that it's really kind of rolling together at this point like as i said i had like 29 that i kind of pushed and i had to figure yeah. out which way i was going to go and and move all through that and you know once you hit six that's we're pretty much there so my number six is off of downward spiral mm-hmm. it's uh the bpm is 269 not to give you a clue it's uh <laughs> it's one of the best uh well, it's a, one of the top six, at least. Nine Inch Nails tunes ever. It's uh, March of the Pigs. Uh, I just love it. And the, the whole tacit and the stopping. And, uh, you know, it's so good. Doesn't it make you feel better? And it just stops. And it's just like full on again. And it's just like almost 270 beats per minute. So Jake, you gotta work hard if we ever play this song ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I've been, I've been uh, playing it since I was fourteen. So. There you go. <laughs> oh, I gotta hear you play it. We gotta, we gotta fire that up next time <laughs> we play. That will blow some people's minds, I think. <laughs> All right, let's listen to March of the Pigs. This is my number six. There you are. That's my number. <laughs> that was my number six, March of the Pigs. Number five, off of Pretty Hate Machine. Yeah. Head like a hole. Yeah, number five. That's mine. You got it? Yep. Hey. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> number five, freaking A. Jake, man. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, Woo. Woo. We matched. Head like a hole. Okay, let, let me talk first and then you can talk. Go ahead. Uh, drums are just instantly recognizable. The cry and then the driving synth tone. I mean, God money. And it's funny when he goes live, he says God of money. Uh, just weird little thing. When the chorus just explodes, when he's like, head like a hole. And it just blows up. Uh, it's one of the most recognizable Nine Inch Nail songs, period. Both the, the name of the song and the band name was inspired by a quote from Al Jorgensen, who's from Ministry. 
he's, this is a quote. He says, listening to ministry is like having a nine inch nail hammered into your head like a hole. And uh, they took <laughs> both of those things from there and ran with it. It's also your number five. So what yeah, do you got? It's, uh, I mean, this song's an industrial anthem. It's probably defines the band. It's got their signature sound. Um, probably when you think of uh, Nine Inch Nails, I mean, the introduction, the first album, the first song, this is the, the song that you know of. So it's uh, it's important. And this is number five. Yeah, it's kind of interesting where we have it that I have a feeling it's going to be uh, higher than five, even though we both have it at five. But the fact that we both have it at five and we haven't been hitting really much of anything <laughs> at this point <laughs> besides this, so I think it's going to be high up. So let's let's listen to both of the official number five, which will be higher in the final mix, I'm sure. Uh, hit like a hole. Let's listen. Head like a hole. My number five and Jake's number five. So, Jake, what's your number four? Okay, my number four is uh, off the downward spiral. Okay. Um, and I picked closer. This is uh, one of the songs everyone should know. But that sample beat that goes throughout the entire song it just creates that perfect rhythm that he kind of builds the layers on. Um, such great sounds and layers that are going on in this. This tune makes you move, and even at the end, there's that signature piano melody that he uses. Um, and that kind of reminded me of uh, and, Faith No More a little bit. A yeah. A little bit of epic. In this one, yeah. Yeah. But it's like that uh, that familiar kind of piano melody that he uses a lot in, um, I think, three or four other songs from this album that, that you'll you'll see reoccur. Yeah, he's good at that. Oh, let me take a, a quick sidebar. I completely forgot. Uh, there's this thing on HBO. It's called The Defiant Ones. It's one of their series or whatever. Episode three talks about Trent Reznor, and it actually brings up closer in it. And it's it's about Jimmy Ovine, I-O-V-I-N-E, Ovine, however you pronounce it, and uh, Dr. Dre, as far as being producers and doing stuff. So check that out. It's on HBO. I can't give you a link to it because it's on HBO. It's not on YouTube. So check it out. And um, anyway, let's play a little bit of Closer. Jake's number five. Uh, number four. We we matched five. Oh, we matched five. That's yeah. right. Oh, um, don't mind me. I'm just over here not paying <laughs> attention. That's okay. It's okay not to pay attention sometimes. Uh, let's listen to closer. As you can tell, we played the clean radio version of that song, which is cool. They just kind of block out that one word that they say that you can't say. Anyway, that was number four. I can't believe it's number four already, Jake. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> real closer. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's a great tune. Uh, we're not matching up, but I have a feeling we're going to be matching up pretty quick. So that was your four. So I guess I'm on my number four now, right? Uh, yeah, you're up. Yeah, so my number four is Wish. 
okay. Uh, you know, Drive and Beat, Fast and Furious. Uh, we talked about it before. We're really close on this one. Fairly close on this. Yeah, it's cool. This one won a Grammy as well. And uh, it's just when you pick up Broken and you turn it on after you get through Pinion, then you just get pounded on the head by the song. And it's so aggressive. It's so loud. It's just fills you with this energy that is so fantastic. You have to just love it. And one of the things I also like is the breakdown. The breakdown has these whispers that I don't know exactly what they're saying. I tried to look. So if you've heard what they're saying, if you know what they're saying, in the breakdown, <laughs> there's like these... <laughs> it's just stuff like that, right? Please tell me what they're saying. I looked it up. I couldn't find it anywhere. So if you're a Nine Inch Nails nut, if you love Nine Inch Nails and you know what they're saying in the breakdown of Wish, please post it on our Facebook page. That's probably the best place to do it. Or go to com and post it there. Let's listen to a Wish just a little bit. Number four on Rob's Countdown, which is the only part one that you have to pay attention <laughs> to. Number four, nice. wish. <laughs> uh, so my number three is off of the downward spiral, and it's one that Jake already said before. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, it was we're all get, we're getting kind of close on this stuff. Um, it's closer is my uh, right. my number three, so that, that's not too far off. You know, it's translated to an artist. You know, needing sexual release, kind of. This is all about help me think of somebody else. It's sort of losing themselves in sex for, as a drug almost for, uh, for Trent. Anyway, it's an amazing tune. It's number three, uh, my number three, closer. So let's listen. And don't worry, this is the radio safe version. So check it out. Okay, that's my number three. Uh, closer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> so, Jake, we're getting we're getting close now. Do you want to go yeah, to number three? Yeah, my number three is, uh, this one might be kind of a curveball, but I feel like it's super important, and it kind of uh, was in competition with some of the number two and one in my list here. Um, but it's from the Natural Born Killers soundtrack. It's actually called Burn. Um, really? This one, really? I really love the the drum loops and the mechanical sounds in there. When you when you're talking about uh, industrial music here, is this a good the one where white man can't jump? Is that that uh, kind of same actor? Yeah, um, good vocal distortion effects in the <laughs> tune. It's very just heavy, angry, lots of grooves. I think it showcases Nine Inch Nails who they are. If if I was going to give someone a song to to show them, this is Nine Inch Nails. This might be the one. Uh, really, it's arranged really well. 
it kind of builds up in intensity leading up to that fast chorus, and then at the end, I like the bleeps and bloops at the in the chorus for this. Yeah, lots of bleeps and bloops uh, all around. I like the bleeps and bloops, (laughs) and a white man can't jump. And yeah. Norm, Norm. The song should have been uh, on an album. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it wasn't, right? Yeah. Okay, that was Burn. Yeah, Jake's number three. So I, you're up for number two. Let me do number two. You think we're gonna match at number one? I don't know. All right. Well, I don't think so. But <laughs> yeah, let's probably. find out. Well, let's see what you come up with. I know number, we're not gonna match at number two. Number two, um, I think is more of a special song to me. I don't know about with everyone else, uh, but it it rivaled also number one. Kind of moved around a bit for a while, but this one is "Reptile" off "Downward Spiral." Oh, dude, man, that yeah. that song. It was one of those ones that I kind of wanted like when i was down like right. 29 I, I decided to go one of two ways and reptile was like maybe got up to my number eight and then it kind of went off my list by mm-hmm. the way i was going at it but it's kind of cool the way we've kind of hit this yeah that that we're kind of getting all of my favorite songs that are going to be yeah on between the list. two of us right between the two of us yeah yeah because uh, and reptile is just freaking killer yeah and and as much as like you listen to the the album and you might kind of miss this song, but the more you listen to the album, this one to me kind of rose up more and, and became a standout track. And I don't know if it's that like the sick kind of mechanical uh, percussion loops that are going on or that the distorted chugging guitar in the verses and the course is kind of up and bright feeling, um, but it's just all I around. It's like the it's, oh my beautiful liar part, and yeah, that's what's kind of that up moment where it's it's just it's a different uh, kind of songwriting approach, I think, for Trent. But it's it's a little bit longer, but it doesn't feel that way. But but it's like the layers on this song. It's like how many freaking layers are there in this song? It's yeah. like it, it, it's like oh my gosh, this dude is coming to town with everything's growing, everything's moving, and I think there's like. Th- 200 tracks on this song whatever uh and also <laughs> also if you haven't listened to it yet check out the youtube version of this song it's even darker than what nine inch nails is doing here which is hard to believe but it's with david bowie so check oh, that yeah, out I need to for hear reptile. That. yeah so if you haven't heard that i'll put a link in our show notes but reptile hmm. just, oh it's so good man and uh this was like so close to me being on my list and it didn't make it because yeah I went to represent the people who love love the music, but maybe aren't as hardcore. And Jake tends to be more of the hardcore person, so I kind of figured we would balance each other out that way. Mm-hmm. So, and I think we have so far. So let's let's listen to Reptile a little bit. That's a killer tune. Mm-hmm. It's not on my list, but you know, sometimes I'm wrong. Well, at least it's on one of us. <laughs> That's right. We're covering uh, the spectrum, right? Yeah, and that was your number yeah. three. Uh, it was number two, reptile. Number two. Mm-hmm. So my number two is hurt, which is one of the one you had for before. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, that song I knew could have landed anywhere and, on this and, list. And really, it's not even the Nine Inch Nails song. That's my number two. It's the Kermit song. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will watch you, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll find it. The rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, this song is just, uh, it's killer. And the Johnny Cash, if you haven't heard the Johnny Cash version, the, watch the video for this. Because I was one of these people who didn't see it till like last minute. Because I wasn't really paying attention when he released this, quite frankly. And uh, I saw the video and I'm like, oh my gosh. How is this so perfect for his career? They're showing like them closing museums uh, dedicated to him. They're showing all this stuff. And it's a year before the guy dies. Yeah. And it's so poignant. Is that the right word? It, it it's just so to the point that I you gotta almost tear up mm-hmm. when you watch the video that uh, Kermit does. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that that <laughs> you'll you'll tear up for that, that one Johnny in a different way. That one's like, oh my gosh, what is he doing with uh, Rolf? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why my wife lost it. Just completely sidebar. Yeah, so, but please, please check that out. You need to check that out. It's not safe for work. Don't like. Turn it into work and start doing that. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Hurt is my number two, and it's freaking awesome. And uh, so if that's my number two, my number one. Oh, my goodness. My number one is, uh, oh, let me hear let me hear Hurt first. I didn't even hear Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> Holy cow, I jumped ahead. I'm so excited of, that I get to actually do hurt. number one that I forgot to play. I mean, we already hurt. heard it, but if you want to. You heard you know. it, but you haven't heard it like. You've heard it like number like six, and that's just not the, not quite the yeah, same. Yeah, this is a more appropriate time to hear. But, yeah, no, but when you hear it, we could revisit two, it. it just if you feels want. so much deeper. You could waste people's time, sure. I'm sorry, I had to go do that. That was freaking awesome. That's the Kermit version. I'm going to go put, here's the Nine Inch Nails version. Okay, that's my number two. And if you didn't notice, that was a song that I actually, for the first time in a long time, uh, the Soundgarden episode, I played the opening song, and this was the f- second time that I played it. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. I was waiting for you to pull out the guitar and record something again. And we need to, you and me, have to figure out a way just to get on stage and have it recorded and just deal yeah, with the sound. Get and, a cut. Because Jake is a, one of the best drummers you'll ever hear in your life. and uh, uh, <laughs> He is. And so you'll hear it, and and you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's awesome. We just got to get somebody to sing, because... <laughs> Trust me, you don't want me singing. Yeah, neither of us really. Yeah, maybe if maybe it was a rap, I can probably do some of the. Like, maybe if we did only or something, I could go. <laughs> I can probably pull it off. Yeah. 
the white boy rap. I can rap like the white boy rap. Yeah, we need to get a some some take of us doing something. Yeah, no, we need to because it's 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 sad that we have so much talent here, and you know, I'm doing like an acoustic. Yeah, because do people know that the intro track to this episode was you playing that on guitar? Did you? Uh, I didn't. I didn't really it? talk about it, but it was. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's just me. I and just, they probably wouldn't know otherwise if you hadn't called it out. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Uh, it's yeah. If you're a guitar player, stop what you're doing. Not stop what you're doing. Listen to <laughs> no, the end stop. of this episode. Listen to the end of this episode. Go back to the beginning and listen to <laughs> and that. And listen to the intro. <laughs> listen to Robbie. No, 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 no. Play some not guitar. Please, no. Uh, but, but listen to Hurt, and that's a song you can pull out and play for people. It's not just yeah. Hard. It's it's a yeah. Again, like it's a simplistic. And if you don't have a great voice, I'm raising my hand right now. You can't see it, but I feel I can sing this song pretty well mm-hmm. and because it's not this ridiculous range song and uh yeah, we got well, there's like a hone over there maybe we'll figure it out <laughs> no i'm not playing you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> oh golly <laughs> all right uh so so i'm up to number one yeah and i'm hoping that I'm this is your number because, one uh, but i i actually I'm i don't thinking, know what else what other songs are left honestly oh uh, I am off of one of my favorite songs is my number one overall for Nine Inch Nails for me is Happiness and Slavery by Broken. Wow. No, no, dude. It's like, you know, slave scream. Don't ever want. You know, it's just like it's epic. The, the bass and the drums come in. The groove is amazing. And don't open your eyes. Take it from me. Mm-hmm. You can find happiness and slavery. And let me just I really don't want to do this but I'm going to do it <sighs> okay listen <laughs> people out there you hate President Trump get you understand <laughs> but what the hell really just what the hell what's your option you want to give the government so much more power I'm much more going towards anarchy than going the other way yeah between and, the two and, yeah. and it's like you want to give big brother more power I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I grant it. You don't like this dude. I I understand. I I understand. Okay, but what? No, dude. It's the giving government more power is never the answer. Communism, socialism, whatever the hell, it's just not the answer. <laughs> and I promised myself I would not get political here. But I'm like, what the hell? It's like happiness and slavery. If that's what your thought is, if that's what you think is wonderful, if that's what you think is good, then freaking happiness and slavery is your freaking national anthem. Okay? <laughs> so it hits you over, you know, don't open your eyes. Take it from me. I found that you can find yeah. happiness and slavery. Is that why you uh, you picked it for the kind of uh, the it, it's, for me, application? For me, it's just always been that overarching song by Nine Inch Nails. It's that one song. And I came to Broken as my first song. Mm-hmm. So, broke the first album. So, oh, that was your first introduction. That was my to... first. That was my that was my oh. Nine Inch Nails right there. It just pulled me in the the groove, the everything, and people just wake up, man. All right. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so sorry, I'm I'm off my horse. But happiness and slavery is my number one and the best song ever by Nine Inch Nails in my mind. Wow! And uh, and I understand that you know maybe Jake has some other. Thing probably some other song that I probably played before. Uh, but I'm surprised. I mean, it's it's a good song. It just um, to be number one. It's just interesting. I, I I like that you 
pick something that wasn't kind of the the number one like top selling single. Yeah, like this holes is, uh, or had like a hole or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So that's that's cool. But for me, that's that's mm-hmm. been the song. It's like good, you know. Your mind, take it from me. I found you can find happiness. And yeah, like, let's actually hear. Yeah, and those uh, screaming verses. Yeah, this is it's a good tune. So. Okay, that was my number one, Happiness and Slavery. Cool. I'm down off my political horse. So, Jake, well, what's, your, what's your number one? Uh, my number one kind of marries the... Happiness and Slavery, the, right? The point of view where no. my own personal taste and then just representation, like we always say, of kind of people's, maybe their preference or what are standout tracks. Um, and we already talked about the weird timing of this song, Um but March of the Pigs, to me, when you're going to talk about Nine Inch Nails, oh, dude, that's, still, that's a great song. Yeah, it's it's uh it's going to be one of the songs of at the top three at least, if not your top one, like me. Um, and as much as I love the drums, you know, we talk about being a drummer, or whatever. I think really when that distorted synth comes in in the intro, um, it really just starts setting the the tone. There's just aggression seeping all over this tune. There's just uh, like we talked about before the, the the chaos. Then it alternates with that piano breakdown where it gets really soft and melodic and pretty, and that dynamic really is what sets this song out above all the others. No, I agree that that whole doesn't it make yeah. you feel better? And like we said it before, I was uh, back where it belongs in six, but. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but in all fairness, we'll see. Like, like this is like March of the Pigs is a great tune it, for me to get from my 29 to in the top half of my 12 is it, it, it says something. So mm. it's, it's, it's not far away from one as weird as it is. So, um, anyway, are you ready to go? Are we ready to roll? Let's hit it. Let's, let's hit there's it. some pigs marching. Let's hit it. Okay. Let's hit it. That is Jake's number one. It's just nine snails. Happy. Was that happiness and slavery? No, it was March of the Pigs. No, it's number yeah, happiness and slavery. That might have been number fourteen. No, I, I understand <laughs> that you have no taste. I got you. Uh, well, <laughs> no, but who March had the, their hair dyed the black and white when yeah. they were fourteen? That's true. Not you. That's true. Yeah. Who had who had a uh, flower all over their face? Not me. <laughs> right. So <laughs> that would be Jake. So okay. what yeah. are we arguing about? I get you. I get you. <laughs> Let's just call you emo. <laughs> Goth. Industrial. Oh my gosh. All right. So we're we're done. Oh my gosh, we're done. Praise the Lord. Lord. We're done. Okay. Uh so let me run through my top twelve and then we'll Jacob run through his top twelve. Number my number twelve was only with, from with tweet with teeth. Tweet? With tweet. I don't know that um Twif. <laughs> The Puffy Cat. <laughs> All right, you Puffy Tat. The Puffy Tat. Oh, anyway, uh, only from with teeth. It was my number twelve. My number eleven was Discipline from the Slip. Number ten was We're in this together from the Fragile. 
Number nine was Sanctified from Pretty Hate Machine. Number eight was Down In It from Pretty Hate Machine. Number seven was The Hand That Feeds from With Teeth. Number six was March of the Pigs, Downward Spiral. Number five was Head Like a Hole, Pretty Hate Machine. Number four was Wish from Broken. Number three was uh, Closer from Downward Spiral. Number two was Hurt from Downward Spiral. And number one was Happiness and Slavery from Broken. What was your 12, Jake? Um, okay. First, I'm glad that you picked some albums post uh, Downward Spiral because I didn't. So oh, really? that'll help do some good representation here. But Okay, my number 12, 12 to 1, it starts with Ring Finger, um, then Piggy, Last, Hurt, Ruiner, Suck, Wish, Head Like a Hole, Closer, Burn, Reptile, and then finally March of the Pigs. That's good. So now we need to put it into the computer. Oh, before we go there, uh, let's uh, talk about the Revengeful Spirit Imperial IPA. What's your thought? It was good. I mean, I like the IPA part, maybe not so much the fruit parts, but it's a nice uh, twist on an IPA, you know. There's a million IPAs out there. If you can make a variation of it, then... Let's try. It almost reminds me of a sort of a hazy IPA with the yeah, with the fruit and the different notes that you wouldn't normally expect mm-hmm. and the flavor well, the flavor profile that you'd hit from that. And uh, yeah. I always like having a limited uh, release because you know you kind of feel like oh I'm special I'm having this yeah you're release. included yeah so it's kind of like you're raising yourself up and yeah Jake Jake just yeah. took the limited sticker off off of the bottle and placed it on his head so so jacob newkirk is now a limited release either either i'm limited he's he's limited by his choices on the top 12 list (laughs) or i'm exclusive (laughs) no i get you so uh, but i found happiness in slavery so he did (laughs) Uh, and you should and and we're just going to make that your number one just, just when we put it into this computer <laughs> mix. All right. So we're going to go and use the magic of computers to make our top 12 official Dirty Dozen list based on both of Jake's and my top 12. All right. So in five, four, three, two, one. Okay. We're good. All right. We're back and we're here for the official Dirty Dozen. Number 12 is Ruiner. Ah. Number 11 is Down In It. Number 10 is not even a Nine Inch Nails song. It suck. Oh. <laughs> it is a Nine Inch Nails song. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> number 9 is The Hand That Feeds. Number 8 is Burn. Mm, good. Number 7 is Reptile. Number yeah. 6 is Happiness and Slavery. Number five is Hurt. Number four is Head Like a Hole. Number three is Wish. Number two is Closer. And number one is March of the Pigs. That's right, it is. There we go. No, that's a good tune. <laughs> As I said, it was like we, we had that kind of marriage of good, yeah. the, the songs that we both hit on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. So that's a good representation, that's I a guess. Good tune. Yeah. So once again, one is March of the Pigs. Two is Closer. Three is Wish. Four is Head Like a Hole. Five is Hurt. Six is happiness and slavery. Seven reptile. Eight burn. Nine the hand that feeds. Ten suck. 
11 down in it, and 12 is Ruiner. So there we are, the wow. official Dirty Dozen for Nine Inch Nails. Yay! Yeah, put that on a CD and yeah, listen slap to a that best over and over and over and over again, and you can forget about every other song by Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. Unimportant. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's like, that's like the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so, good job today. Uh, I think next week we're, well, in two weeks. We're going to be changing it up because that's kind of what we do. What are you yeah. thinking for two weeks? What do you think, Jay? Let's get a little uh, Southern here. Southern. So we're going to do some John Denver. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. We'll do some <laughs> Alabama boys or whatever. Oh, we'll do some, uh, how, about, how about Alabama? We're, no, yeah. no. Let, let's do some Leonard Skinner. How about that? There you go. There we go. Okay. Let's do that. So Leonard Skinner in two weeks. Uh, thank you so much for you know taking the time and listening to us and... Uh, Please, if you have any disagreement with any of the songs, you're like, my favorite song was blah, 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 blah. I needed to have that on there, and I can't believe you don't have then that on there. start your own podcast. No, just come <laughs> out and just text us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is probably the best place and the most active place to, to be a part of what we do. So please check that out. And uh, look at the show notes. There's some really cool stuff this week. And we got Skinnered in two weeks. And that's pretty much it. So God bless and be well. I'll see you in two weeks. Cheers. <laughs>